Welcome back to Unsolved South. I'm Michelle. And I'm Maddie. Hope everybody had a good week. Maddie, how was your week? Uh, it's been a long day, if that says anything about my week. It's been crazy. I've been pooped on four times today. And not like, like, I know you're thinking, oh Maddie, you got a new kid. It's a blowout. Oh no, I haven't had a single blowout. It hasn't been a single blowout. It has been my, my little babies sticking their body parts into their poop and then putting it onto me. <laughs> They're trying to finger paint with you. Uh, yeah, and it's disgusting. Like, last night I was making Sawyer a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I was like, did I drop some peanut butter? What is all over your hand? And then he wipes it on me, and I smell it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Peanut butter poopy. No. <laughs> and then Lachlan stuck his foot into his poop and then he rubbed it on me. And I'm just like, how did you, how did, why? Why? And Sawyer has like taken off his diaper. I don't, still don't know where that poop turd went. I'm sure you'll step on it in the middle of the night. I don't know. It, there's just a random you'll, poop turd somewhere you'll in my find house. It when it's least, I have no idea where it is. I've been looking for it um, all day. Convenient. Convenient. Yeah, you'll yeah. find it when it's least convenient. So, um, I had wanted to murder my children. Well, one of my children uh, this week. So we'll discuss that later. Ooh, which one? Um, actually, oh god, it's a whole thing. I'll tell you at the end. Anyway. Because I was, I was like, I was <laughs> okay. wanting to deal out throat punches left and right. I was like, you get a throat punch, you get a throat punch, you get a throat punch. Man, I was done with these people. Anyhow. It's okay for you to throat punch your kids because they're all old. My kids are like babies. You can't throat punch <laughs> yours. So I was on. throat punching people that live in the neighborhood. I was throat punching <laughs> <No>. everybody. Anyway. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all right, what do you got for us? Okay, so today we're going to go to South, uh, no, North Carolina. I almost said South Carolina, but that's already where you are. We're, <laughs> I'm like, I'm already yeah. there. <laughs> we're going to go to North Carolina today. The case I started out with was, I, I don't know, we're going to come back to that one because it led me to North Carolina, but then it wasn't in North Carolina, and so I ditched it out, and now I'm in North Carolina doing these other cases that interested me, so we're going to come back to that one at some point, maybe here, maybe not, we'll see, okay, okay. so at the time of my research, there were, are, 241 women and girls missing from North Carolina. Oh, wow. And of those, 75 of them are under the age of 18. Oh, and wow. And these are a couple of those stories. On June 13th, 1970, 14-year-old Sherry Lee Truesdale was out running errands. Now, what errands does a 14-year-old have, you might ask? Well, let me tell yeah. you. Yeah. See, Sherry Lee was, she was a smart girl. She was out buying school supplies because she had earned a scholarship to attend a summer fine arts program at Mount Tabor High School in North Carolina. And her mama wasn't school shopping for her? I said this was 1970. All right. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You were just handed uh, five bucks and told to go to the con corner store and bring your daddy back a beer or cigarettes. Oh. Okay. That Continue. is how it worked in the 70s. So, there were cigarette machines. I remember very clearly there being cigarette machines in stores and in different locations where you could just go put in your coins and buy a packet of cigarettes. You pull that thing, it looked like a pinball machine when you pulled it. The whole thing. Listen, <laughs> the times were different back in the day. All right. So, um, we're going to stop there and get a little idea about who we're talking about so we can picture Sherry. She is a black female. She has brown eyes, black hair. She was a little tiny thing. She was only four foot two and 75 pounds. She looked a lot younger than she was. I've checked several sources on that just because that seemed like super small, but um, mm -hmm. all the sources agree, so I guess it's accurate. 
she was wearing a blue shirt her little bell-bottom jeans and she had a a watch with a black strap on it so this is what she's doing she catches the bus she heads to the strip mall in her town she buys all the supplies she needs she stops she grabs donuts for her older sister she heads to the rayless department store because her mom had a charge account there and she went to make a payment on her mom's charge account so mm -hmm. the clerk at that store did remember seeing her about 4:30 that day so he is the last one to actually admit seeing her that day when she did not come home her parents went out looking for her and they searched through the night then the next day they reported her missing the parents were super concerned that she may have slipped and fallen into a creek or a pond at the happy hill park because it was raining really heavily that day and so the banks would have been pretty slippery all right and the water would have been pretty rough so and it, it was kind of in that location like she may have walked through the park to get to some of the locations she was going and gotcha. so um they thought maybe she had gone through the park and slipped and fallen into the water because it was so rough that day now after a six-week investigation there were no leads in this case at all nothing was found now we know she had packages at and all. none of that was found nothing six-week investigation no leads I personally mm. think if she had fallen into a creek or a pond that she would have been found by now. So I actually have yeah. another theory. Do you have a theory you want to throw out first? Aliens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was my theory last week. Um, She had to have been abduct abducted. So that's what I'm thinking too. I think she's sitting in the rain with all her packages. She's waiting on the bus. She looks way younger than she even is because she's so little mm -hmm. and then i i think some creeper perv probably pulled up and offered her a ride and then you can fill the rest in for yourself now whether yeah. she got into the car willingly or whether she was drug into the car is um you know up in the air but the truth is i, I think she probably had to have gone willingly otherwise i think they would have found her packages on the ground yeah my thinking though is that there had to be a witness there had to be somebody that saw a child sitting on a bench waiting on a bus and a car pull up and then this girl get in it may not have looked weird if she wasn't forced into the car because maybe she was happy to get a ride because you know she's out in the rain but i mean somebody had to see something and just not know they saw it right well was the story widespread like, were there billboards? I mean, were it in the uh, paper? Uh, you know, no, the not billboards no, like, and stuff. It it was in the paper, right? There's no internet. There's no um, social media. There's none of that. It did get in the paper. It did get on the news. But I mean, it would have been fairly local if you think about it, because. Yeah, they could call and tell another news station, but the truth is they're not going to have the pictures and all of that. That has to be sent over. And yeah. so, and they looked for six weeks, which, I mean, that's, you know, I've seen them look for less, but we've also seen them look for longer. The mm -hmm. parents, their theory was that she f drowned. That is what they believed happened. So, I don't know that they were necessarily pushing it because, um, you know, because they felt like they kind of already knew they just wanted to find her for closure. But yeah. I don't think it entered into their thoughts that, you know, that something nefarious had happened. You know, it was just a freak accident to them. Well, were the parents questioned? Yeah, they did an investigation. And um, mm -hmm. and the parents, you know, they, they come across as good people. It doesn't, you know, she was a very well-liked, straight-A student. Like I said, she earned the scholarship. Um, her parents were respected. You know, it just doesn't. And I know you can never tell, but, you know, you can kind of get a 
an idea yeah. of if they are more suspect you know yeah every once in a while mm-hmm. one's gonna slip through the cracks but the truth is that nine times out of ten you kind of can tell if somebody's parents are suspect you knew that there was something yeah. going on i don't know if i even said where she was and she was in winston-salem north carolina i don't no, remember saying that. it but like i said you i've kind of had a week i'm I don't know how I missed it, but that's what had happened. So, you know, my thinking is that somewhere somebody has this weird Uncle Chester that has dementia, keeps saying some weird shit, keeps rambling about rain and donuts or something. And if somebody pays attention to this and goes, wait, what? You know? Okay, sometimes mm-hmm. dementia patients are talking out of their head. My grandma saw... Um, bird people digging holes in her floor but sometimes they say stuff and it's a lot more rooted in the truth than you would believe so I think that's probably the only way that this comes that we get a closure to this is if somebody talks if somebody thinks about something one of their relatives said or something that was just off otherwise i just honestly don't know that area has been pretty developed since and i feel like if her body was there she would have been found by now so she's got to be somewhere else this case is being held by the winston handled by the winston salem police department and that info will be in the show notes Next up, we have Isla Veronica Tucker Maynard. What a name. I know. She normally went by Veronica, so that's what we're going to call her here. And at the time of her disappearance, she was 17. She stood just 5'3 and 125 pounds, and she is a black female, black hair, brown eyes. Veronica went missing on December 4th, 1974 from Greensboro, North Carolina. The outfit she was wearing um, wasn't really unique from for the time, but I feel like it's unique for now. So if there was a report saying that a body was found and these clothes were with it, I feel like it was something that would stand out. So we're going to talk about that. She was wearing a gray, what they called Cleopatra-style coat with platform shoes and blue pants. And here's the thing. I think they are describing the coat correctly, but also wrong. I think when most people hear Cleopatra-style, they're thinking Egyptian queen. And my love of 70s films has me rethinking that. And I would lay money that it actually refers to a completely different queen. I think it refers to the badass and beautiful Cleopatra Jones. Hmm. So that's that's what I think. And I, I have no proof of that. <laughs> And I did go back and check the dates, and I am correct. Cleopatra Jones came out the year before Veronica went missing. And since she was such a um, powerful figure, I know a lot of girls in general looked up to her, and um, especially black girls at the time. So I feel like that's the direction we should be looking, not Cleopatra, Egyptian queen direction. Yeah. Which I was like, what is that even? So, mm-hmm. so Cleopatra Jones wore this um, kind of like short, fell right above the waist fur coat, like jacket. Yeah. Not like them long old lady fur coats, but like a short one. It fell right above the waist. It was uh, probably rabbit fur. But um, that's what I'm thinking we're talking about here. So if you hear anything like that, that's what I think we're talking about. Like I said, I have no proof, but that's my theory on it. And I did check my dates, so I I do think I'm right. There is not a ton of detail in this case, but what there is is kind of weird because... First off, she was reported missing by her mom on the 5th. She actually went missing on the 4th. She was last seen leaving her father's house, though, but her mother reported her missing. She was seen leaving on foot, but 
also there are sources that say she was in a car the car was a gold 1971 Chevy Nova and um, I don't know if y'all know this but I'm kind of a car guy so I'm gonna post a picture of that car because today it would be an eye-catching car if you saw it you'd look at it back then there were a lot of really good-looking cars on the roads so I don't know if anybody would have noticed but today if you saw it you'd be like oh yeah gotcha, so yeah who knows though I don't know whose car it was, and I, tr I tried to find it, but I kept seeing that she did not own a car. I don't know if her husband owned a car. I don't know if it was his car. I don't know if it's a friend's car. I don't know if it's a stranger's car. I don't even know if there was a car because some of the sources said she was on foot. Mm. So I don't know how they can know so much and know so little at the same time. One other thing was they said she did not take her purse or her ID with her. So I don't know if she just did not have that when she went to visit her father. Yeah. Or if she left it at his house or what foul play was suspected from the beginning and her husband Julian was a suspect in the case now Julian died in 2004 and as far as I can find there was no deathbed confession so her family does believe that he killed her though they just wanted to bring her home and kind of get closure and they were never able to do that there were no no evidence at all in this case like i said even the details were kind of like okay it could have been this could have been that i don't know they were really kind of behind the eight ball on that one yeah the best bet in a break in this case would probably have been if julian had got a little case of the guilties and said you know hey i feel like i'm dying right now i don't know how he died but <laughs> i mean it could have been a car wreck <laughs> or something i don't know how he died i just know that uh, he didn't tell anybody he did it, and the police did suspect him. Now, it could have been a case where the police kind of honed in on the husband because, you know, the spouse is the obvious suspect Choice. whenever yeah. somebody goes missing, right? So, mm -hmm. um, especially since she was so young and already married, I'm sure that was a stressful marriage. So, it could have been a case where the police kind of honed in on him and didn't look for any other suspects because they had the one that they were looking at. We don't really know. I wish there was more detail. I wish we knew why she was married so young. I wish we knew why the police suspected the husband. Did he do something? Or was it simply because he was the husband? I wish we knew where she was going when she left her father's why nobody picked her up why nobody gave her a ride i i wish we had more details in this case but that is legitly it this case is being handled by the greensboro police department and that info will also be in the show notes okay the last almost last almost last because this story led me to a bonus story which isn't in north carolina but i want to discuss it anyway so this one's almost mm -hmm. last it's next to last i was about to say because we're only like 20 minutes in no i got more but um don't forget i also got a story about how i was handing out throat punches like candy this week so um we're gonna talk about 13 year old donna michelle barnhill donna was a white female with brown hair and brown eyes. She stood 5'7", and she weighed 125 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She was last seen on Hempstead Road Street sorry, in Lexington, North Carolina at around 8.30 p.m. on March 18, 1981. Okay. Donna was headed to a friend's house. And she never made it, but in a few sources, they said she contacted the friend after she was last seen. Okay. But the way, the way I understood it was she was last seen at 8.30, and so like at 8.45, she actually spoke to the friend. Okay. Frustratingly, nobody said what she said to the friend did she say oh well i'm not coming oh i'm running late oh there's this weird dude following me nobody knows after she left her house she contacted the friend which is another thing because this is the 80s so it would have had to been a payphone or something 
Yeah, like why? So that's, well, also I want to touch on this real quick because first off, that was a Wednesday in March. So during the school year. And it's possible they had a school holiday the next day or the day of, but I highly doubt it. Just a random Wednesday in March at 8.30 at night, you're going to walk to a friend's house? She's 13. Yeah, no. It was the 80s. It's a different time, I guess. I'm just saying, I mean, it was a different time, but also, you know, like, I don't know. Me personally, we weren't allowed to be going to spend the night at friends' houses and stuff. March, early March. I mean, I guess it's possible, yeah, it's but I don't know. That's early April because of uh, the Masters here. Right, April, not March. That's a month difference. But maybe other people did it different. I mean, it could have been. I don't know. I'm just saying it's weird, maybe. But it's weird to me. In any case, the sun set around 6.30 that day. Mm-hmm. And it got dark by 8 p.m. Twilight was gone by 8 p.m. So she's out there in the dark in the winter on a Wednesday roaming to her friend's house. That seems weird. No way. I just find it weird. Anyway, that is pretty much the extent of the facts that we have in her case as far as her actual disappearance. However, some other things came Mm -hmm. out and you can decide for yourself if you think it's related. Um... Um, I would say that I'm going to keep my opinions to myself, but we already know that that's a fable, so (laughs) I'm not even going to bother to say it. Donna was born in April of 1967, right? The year before she was born, her two-year-old older sister, Anita, fell out of a high chair and was killed. What? How high was that high chair? Exactly. Before... Donna was born, she had a sister who died the year before she was born, a two-year-old. So this it was just a freak accident. Donna would, yeah, I guess would be, she was next in line. We'll just put it that way. So, you know, obviously that's just a freak accident, right? So that was what everybody believed at least until about 1999, when a reporter was looking into Donna's case and she uncovered this information and decided it was suspect. And so she strongly encouraged the police to look at the case again, very strongly. She very, very strongly urged them to reopen this case on baby Anita's death. Uh, she basically strong-armed him into it because this was 99. This other case happened in uh, 66. So it wasn't exactly high on their priority list. Right. So um, anyway, she forced him into it. She was a reporter. She began doing the reporter thing and kind of forced them into it so the cops do look into it and then they discover that there were signs of long-term abuse on this baby's body it was not just Mm -hmm. one time the kid fell out and fell on her head and it was a freak thing she had old bruises and bruises in different stages of healing on the body and um thing is that that would have had to have been i guess if there were breaks or whatever that could have been in the skeleton but the rest of it i would think would have had to been written in the autopsy originally yeah because if not i don't know how they would have known that so that feels like maybe somebody did know but just was like man let us just sweep this under the rug because what if you know well that's got to be like really crazy amounts of bruising because i mean i have a kid the same age and uh he has bruises all over all the time because he is wild and climbing on stuff and jumping and falling and just acting crazy so these have to be like huge bruises and Um, deep bruises Yeah, I think that um, child abuse bruises are usually a little more substantial than, you know, I ran into the coffee table. You know, we're talking handprints or 
literal blood blisters and stuff like that in a lot of cases now I don't know what the extent was in this case but my guess is that there was something there that's my guess I don't really know well how do you miss it then I don't think they did I said that I, I don't think they missed it the first time I think that there were bruises I think they were noted in the autopsy report I think probably there were broken bones or something when they went back and exhumed the body um, in 99 but I think in the original autopsy report that there was probably evidence of that because I don't know if they could have been able to reopen the investigation without some kind of evidence so I actually do believe the evidence was there and just was not acted upon in the 60s gotcha so as I was saying the only two people in the house at the time of her death were her parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're laughing because you've interrupted me three times on that exact sentence. I'm, you can't even let I'm me get to a new sentence you. before delay. you interrupted me. <laughs> but it happens to have fallen on that same exact sentence every single time. Yes. It's <laughs> It's frustrating. I'm about to deal out a throat punch to you. Because it is frustrating. It's the delay. I've been trying okay. to save this point. Okay. So do you have any more points? No, go ahead. Okay. The cause of death was changed from accidental to homicide. And that was all well and good but there wasn't enough evidence to charge anybody even though they were the only ones in the house both the parents are now dead and hopefully if it was them they are now being used as a hellhound's personal chew toy but that didn't give us any answers thing is if they did murder this two-year-old I mean, a 13-year-old, in my opinion, would be a lot easier to lose your mind on. Because a 2-year-old's cute and sweet. A 13-year-old got that mouth going. And, I mean, I'm just saying, if they already had done it once, I can't see it being a stretch that they did it twice. I'm just going to throw that out there. Everything I say from now on until I tell y'all different is going to be internet rumors. I could not verify them as the truth, so everything is alleged, but I'm going to tell y'all what got said out there. So allegedly, her parents waited a month after she went missing, Donna, to report her missing. What? Allegedly. And allegedly, the only picture that they had of her, the most recent picture that they had of her, was when she was seven. She was 13 when she went missing. They did not have a more recent picture than seven. This was the 80s. Cameras were a thing. The police were able to track down another photo from the school, but it's like one of those yearbook pictures, so it's kind of blown out. So you can't really see a lot of detail on her. But, um, yeah, so that was alleged, though. Allegedly, Donna was seen last with a woman who would later marry Donna's father, Hubert. So, I don't know if she was the friend that Donna was going to see, but there were rumors that she actually was with Hubert's future wife, but Hubert was still with Donna's mother at the time of her disappearance. They divorced Mm -hmm. after she disappeared, and then he married this other woman. How soon after? Um... That I don't know, but it was it was not terribly long after. So, we, like I said, we don't know if she was the friend Donna was going to see because, I mean, that could very well be the case. We don't know if somebody saw her like Donna was headed for her friend Judy's house, but then she ran across this lady and... You know, the lady was like, oh, I'll give you a ride or, you know, whatever. We don't know. And it could just be some BS on the internet because y'all know how it is. Yeah. Now, there are three surviving siblings, as far as I know, 
they're still surviving but the rumor has it that they allegedly refused to give DNA samples to the authorities for comparison should Donna ever be found. Huh. Now, we don't know if that's true, and I hope it's not true, but I did see that she is not listed under NamUs with DNA on file, and I did not see her as um, compared to anybody. So, there's that. And people have a lot of reasons for not wanting their DNA on file. They may not trust the government. They may feel like they could get cloned because they're such a fine specimen that the government would want two of them. They may have committed a crime or know somebody that did. Or planning on committing a future crime. Or that. I mean, there's there's reasons that... Or People they're not do really not want related, their DNA on and file. they didn't want anybody to know. My thing, though, is as a sibling, does that matter? No. Like, if I don't want to give DNA because I don't want to narc myself out for cheating, and I'm like, oh, no, because, you know, like, if I'm like, Matlin, don't give DNA because I don't want, you know, Billy to be like, oh, you're not his, or whatever. That's one thing, right? Yeah. But for you to just decide after everybody's dead seems weird. I'm just going to throw it out there. And that could be complete bull. We don't know. There is one more fact in the case. This is not internet rumor. This is a fact. In 2009, the former residence of Donna and her family was searched with ground-penetrating radar, but nothing was found. The police believe that foul play is a very real possibility in this case, but the other possibility is that she was being abused and she just got tired of it and up and left. This case is being handled by the Lexington Police Department in North Carolina, and that info, again, will be in the show notes. Now, the theory that she may have just was being abused and she just got tired of it one night and just left led me to a theory that somebody had on web sleuths and that was that she actually may have been an unclaimed girl who had been killed in the state of florida in august of 1982 hmm. and when I heard it, I was like, okay, I can see what led them to this theory. Now, personally, I don't believe it's her. But um, I looked at it, and I looked at this girl's story, and I didn't feel right not not telling y'all her story, too. Because it's Mm -hmm. one of those that I don't know that anybody else is going to ever tell. So, here is her story. And also, you'll see the similarities and why they believed that it could have been Donna. Um, Remember, Donna left in, what I say, 81? I want to say. Yeah. She left in March of 81. Okay, and then so this is the following year in 1982 in August. So a little over a year later. On August 3rd, 1982, a young lady was hitchhiking on I-95 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and she was struck by an 18-wheeler. She died as a result of her injuries. Her age was approximated as between 14 and 17. So she had the right age, maybe. She had brown hair and brown or dark blonde hair and brown eyes sorry i think i said hair twice yeah i was i was like okay yeah yeah donna had brown eyes and brown hair also she was about 5'2 and 110 pounds that is a lot shorter than donna but again and i don't mean to be casting no aspersions on nobody but they didn't have a current picture of her the the next oldest picture they had of her was when she was seven but we're supposed to take their word for her height i mean i don't know if they had ever even seen her so i don't know if you could discount her because the height is off that's all i'm gonna say about that but the height is off a pretty good amount 
in her pocket, she had $30 and three business cards. And these business cards were from, they didn't tell us who they were, but they said there was one from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, one from Canatilla, Texas. Look, if you're from there, sorry about that. Uh, And one from West Monroe, Louisiana. Louisiana. The first two people, when they contacted them, were not either able or willing to help. But the third one was a cop in Louisiana. And this cop says he believes he had spoken to her a few days prior. Here's the thing. I couldn't find where he spoke to her at. What were the circumstances yeah. in which he gave her his card? Was he in Florida? Was she in in Louisiana? Because there were signings of What's her the on the Florida coast in the days. Like his detective It's card? just his card. He's a cop. Ow. Yeah, just cops have the little... Dad, come with the noise. I had to cut I'm off my sorry. air conditioner, but you up here throwing stuff? I'm throwing my knee in. See, you know how cops be handing. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I mean, I had to cut off the air conditioner, so you need to be quieter. (laughs) You sound like you're in a wind tunnel. (laughs) Anyhow. Were the other two. You know how cops be giving you their cards? No, they didn't say. They didn't say who they were or what their business was. Or why would she? Why would she have their cards? And okay, you can go. A business card card is anywhere. Well, they didn't tell us. They know. Lame. A business card could be anywhere, right? Why in the world are not all the details released yet? I mean, I guess they didn't want to. I had a theory about it. I'll tell you my theory in a minute. Because I had a theory about why they didn't release this. Anyway, so the third guy, he's a cop. And you know how cops be giving you out their little card whenever they run across Mm -hmm. you for if you know something or if you need something or I don't know. I don't know why they give them to you. But I do know I've had a couple. So (laughs) in any case, this cop says he thought he had spoken to her, but we don't know where. We don't. I assume he was in Florida, cause people saw her on the Florida coast a few days before she died. So okay. it doesn't make sense for me to think she would have been in Louisiana and then gone to Florida. Makes more sense that he had gone to Florida, but we don't know. In any case. Um, he said that he thought she was a runaway and that she had been using the name Donna. Hmm. And that she either had a sister or a friend in Las Vegas and she had said she was thinking of hitchhiking that way. But he remembered her having a thick Cajun accent. Hmm. So here's... Um, if... He's from Louisiana, so I feel like he would recognize a Cajun accent. If yeah. it was the one from Oklahoma, was like, I don't know, a southern accent, could have been Cajun. We could go, meh, could have been North Carolina, because they got a heavy accent in North Carolina. Yeah. But somebody from Louisiana should recognize a Cajun accent, I would think. Yeah. I, that's That's probably my biggest reason for thinking it wasn't that Donna. The height and the Cajun accent is what throws it into suspect. But I completely see why this person was like, listen, this could be her. Yeah, I can see it This too. young lady has, yeah, she has not been identified, though, to this day. And her case is being handled by the Florida State Patrol. And I actually wondered if, while she was on the Florida coast, if she was maybe working as a prostitute and um she had taken taken the business cards 
from some of these people um the cop i can kind of see being like you know hey you out here alone what's going on here but also some cops are shady but you know i can kind of see a cop going you know what what you doing you know what brings you here you here alone especially if she looked young and um you know that he may just strike up a conversation kind of trying to feel out does she need help or whatever and that's mm-hmm. probably how he got so much information on her. But I also think that may be the reason the other two did not, um, were not able to help. Because although I understand that your business card could be anywhere, it could be in any gas station or anything, the chances mm-hmm. that she would pick it up and hang on to it, she had to have felt like at some point it would have been useful to her, correct? You know, because she's homeless, basically. She's hitchhiking. She's, you know, living off of the kindness of others, basically. Would she be carrying around these random business cards that she did not at any point find would be useful to her? No. And these people are acting like they have no idea who she is, which means it wasn't somebody that was like, listen, I'm going to give you my card, and if you're ever in Oklahoma, you give me a call and I'll help you. You know, which is what you want to believe happened. But then those people are like, oh, no, I don't, mm, I don't know how she got my card. You know, so that's sketched. Yeah. Because, I mean, I assume she got them in Florida. I doubt she got them in Oklahoma and in Texas and then traveled to Florida. And she's had these cards this entire time hanging on to them for no reason because these people don't remember her at all. And she's a very pretty girl. I feel like um, I feel like somebody would have remembered her. Very pretty. So, but that's all we got on her. Hmm. You got thoughts, theories? You think it could be Donna? I feel like it could be. I'm not ruling it out. So, oh, and I just came up with something. Go ahead. What if? She got a business card from everywhere, every person that drove her somewhere. So, like, she started out in Oklahoma or That's whatever. That's at all possible. And he drove her to the next guy and then the next guy. And, yeah. She was just keeping track. And that's at all possible. But... I don't know. How many hitchhikers you reckon you got to pick up before somebody, the cops call and say, hey, we found this girl hitchhiking and she got hit by a truck and, you know, we're trying to identify her. You know, do you remember her? And I guess they could have said, well, yeah, I remember her, but I don't know anything about her. And and that yeah. is a possibility. Because not everybody, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like if you pick up a hitchhiker, you're going to talk to her. Or she slept because... Like, I wouldn't strike up a conversation. But I would not. No, you would not. I don't think you would sleep in the car with a stranger. I mean, she's been They could do anything, take you anywhere. Well, she's hitchhiking at a young age. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about what that. What do you mean? She ain't thinking? I know. You still got to be careful. I don't know. thinking. People hitchhiked a lot more back then. People hitchhiked a lot more back then. Okay. okay so, um, that's all I got on stories this week. But, I'm going to tell you about my week. Because, it was just like, um, one of those things where just like you're annoyed and then it's like the annoyances start to build up listen y'all know what i'm talking about it's like a little thing and then it's like another little thing something but it just starts to stack up and then the next thing you know you've like lost your mind because somebody dropped a sock on the floor or something like you know just something (laughs) random that normally you would not have even said a word about but it's just like building and building and building and y'all say nothing y'all say nothing y'all say nothing and next thing you know you're like "Uh uh-uh throat punch for everybody anyhow so that's how i was um, so first off, I had not been sleeping well for a good two weeks. I've not been sleeping well. And I go through stages like this. Um, but this one was really, like, I really have been having, struggling this, 
this week when this happened, I was really struggling, right? So I was already kind of grumpy. I will admit that I was grumpy. So, you know, even the stuff that normally I would let slide before I nutted up, even that was annoying me while it was stacking up. So, um, and let me tell y'all real quick, let me just um, pause in this, and I cannot remember who said they loved to hear Kayla's story on here, but um, I showed the comment to Kayla, and it, like, made her life. She was so excited she's got fans, and so um, now she's got, like, a big head or something, and so every time... Every time she farts, she's like, you going to tell the podcast? So, um, and I'm like, girl, if you do not. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's what had happened. I had made the mistake of showing her. And then now she's got fans, so her head won't fit through a door. Because it's just, she's all about it now. Anyway. So, that wasn't part of what made me grumpy, obviously. But it like feeds into the story later on about why I had almost lost my, my <laughs> <laughs> almost lost my religion I am not even playing okay so I have this neighbor and you know who it is but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna call him out but I'm just gonna say this person is like super passive aggressive when they want something like we'll do anything in the world for them and we do like I mean anything but all you got to do is be like, hey, you know, can you come do this? Or can you send a kid to do that? Or whatever. But that's not the way this person handles it. Like, they'll go, I guess I'll have to wear shoes in my house because my floor is so doggone dirty. But listen, you could have just said, hey, my back's hurting me this week. Can you send one of the kids to come mop my floor? My kids be over there like in a flash coming over there to mop yeah. this floor, right? But that's not how it gets handled. It's like, I guess I'll have to be real careful not to fall when I go out to check my mail because all these limbs are in the walkway instead of like, hey, you know that storm we had last night knocks down some limbs. Can somebody come grab them? And and they we would right, but that's not how it yeah. gets handled. So um, and you're probably imagining a um normal aged. This is a really old person. So the so they no, this can't is an old really old person. Yeah, this is an old old person. This is a legitimate phone call I got the other. I I promise you, this is a legitimate phone call I got the other day. I was told, I guess I'll just risk pneumonia to go out and check my mail in all this rain. So in my mind, like, my first thing <laughs> is, like, first off, Heifer, it is actively storming. It was like my weather app is like there is cloud-to-ground lightning hitting within half a mile of your house. It is actively storming. I am not sending none of my kids out. No. To get struck by the lightning, In a or by the thunder, as Kayla calls it, so she can get what? a doggone huddle house flyer. No. She's going to get a doggone huddle house flyer in the mail. That's all they ever bring. And I'm not giving my kids out there struck by lightning. So I'm like, um, and the mail ain't even running. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. Our mailman ain't even awake. Anyhow, so I'm like, listen, you know, as soon as the rain slacks off, I'll be sending somebody over there. So, because, you know, you're Southern, so you can't say all this stuff that's running through your head because you got to be nice because that's your elder and you got to be respectful, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just like, yes, ma'am, I sure will, you know? So that's how you got to be. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, I'll send somebody just as soon as the rain lets up. I'm nice as pie, anyhow, cause, but this is how, this is how it goes, right, that was a legitimate conversation, so I'm in here, I'm trying to cook dinner, I get everything going for spaghetti, right, I had pulled out my meat, but my meat was suspect, and I was like, mm, that don't look right, and so then I smell it, and I'm like, mm, no, so I throw it out, and I tell Kayla, I'm like, hey, go find me some hamburger meat listen the day before we did those big meals for when you were having the baby 
I had put up a bunch of hamburger meat. So I know I got hamburger meat. I had like patted out hamburger meat. I had like made hamburger steak. Like I had hamburger meat. So I'm like, I'm mm. sure I have hamburger meat. I send her, I'm like, hey, go look in the freezers, find me some hamburger meat. She goes off on her little way and that's fine, right? And so I'm cooking and she comes back and she has a bag of deer meat. Okay, people put deer meat in their in their spaghetti. That's not, not a yeah. thing, okay? I, I do not like deer meat myself, and I wanted the spaghetti. So I was like, no, I don't want deer meat. I want hamburger meat, though. So, And she knows it's deer meat. It's not like, you know, she was like, oh, well, it looked like hamburger meat. No, she knew it was deer meat. But she's like, well, we could put deer meat in the spaghetti. Okay, I feel that. But I don't want it. So <laughs> could you go get me some hamburger, right? And so she leaves again. So as she leaves and I've got all these pots going on the stove and everything. And then I'm like looking for hamburger meat in here. And um, I get this text. Now, mind you, listen, this text is out the clear blue. This is not like ongoing in a conversation or anything. This is like if you ain't talked to me since yesterday and i send you this text right i mean it okay. is completely unprovoked there is no conversation nothing came before this text right mm-hmm. i get a text that says i don't mind that my trash can is still out by the road um excuse me the end that is the end of this text well that's completely good. unprovoked <laughs> So, like, in my mind, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, then why are you texting about it? If you don't mind, why did you need to tell me? Like, I'm just not out here telling people stuff I don't mind. Like, I'm not out here like, I sure don't mind when my milk is ice cold. I mean, no, because that's not what you do. And so, but I don't say that because I'm Southern and you got to be polite. Now, she's my elder. So, I'm like... Uh, I text back and I say, Zane's going to bring it in for you. Here's the thing. At this point, I want to kill the neighbor and I want to kill Zane. Because this is Zane's job to get this trash can, (laughs) take it out to the road, and then get it from the road and take it back to the house when they empty it, right? So so that this person does not have to walk to the road with their trash it's right next to the house like all they have to do step out the door drop their trash in it and that's all they have to do and so his job is to on this day gather it take it to the road leave it and the next day get it take it back that's all his job that's all his job i see it a million and a half times set you an alarm in your calendar to do this every day one to do it one to undo it every day i mean every week so that i do not have to hear these passive aggressive text messages every single week (laughs) do i need to take my trash to the dump i guess this is the crap i'm hearing every so like i'm like boy i done told you to set a damn calendar so at this point like i want to kill him and her right because i'm i'm like and i'm like and i'm in the middle i'm trying to chop stuff i got stuff going it's hot as 80s in the kitchen the dogs are barking i'm like listen there's a lot going on i'm tired i didn't have enough of everybody and before anybody gets butt hurt listen um we say we gonna kill people in this house all the time yeah we say it all the time it's just something we say yeah nobody's ever been killed so ain't nobody even really that worried about it because this threat's no more thin because ain't nobody died yet (laughs) if anybody ever dies then probably it'll hold some more effect but right now ain't nobody ever died so they ain't even worried about it when i say it but i'm like it makes me feel better i'm like i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill her i'm gonna kill these dogs i'm gonna kill everybody in this house i say it all the time listen don't nobody mean it (laughs) ain't nobody in danger it's fine y'all be all right all right so it's like it's like our family's version of like when you know like when hoity-toity people are like well you little scamp if you don't 
straighten up. I'm going to give you a noogie. I say, listen, I'm going to throat punch you if you don't quit acting an ass. That's how I do. So, it, it's just oh, how it is it. here. Because, I mean, it's just who I am. Listen, my kids are grown anyway, except for the one. They all grown anyway. And, honestly, Zane taller than I am. So, he counts. Yeah. In any case, I send him a text. <laughs> Right, and I'm like texting, and I'm like, "You better go get that trash can with the quickness." <laughs> so I'm like texting with the fingers of fury over here, right? And so <laughs> Kayla walks in, and this heifer has a bag of pork chops, boneless pork chops. No. <laughs> now oh. listen, I'm on the edge of losing my mind. The noodles are done at this point. The garlic bread is in the oven. The sauce is done. I'm just waiting to throw this meat in another pan, cook it up, and dump it in there. Everything is done for spaghetti. This heifer brings me boneless pork chops. Oof. And I look at her, and I said, what am I supposed to do with pork chops? I said, hamburger. And this heifer looks me dead in my face, and she goes, well, I don't think we got any, and I like pork chops. What? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Cause it's, that's what she likes me to cook. She's getting is these ballsy. pork chops that got this. I know they got this sauce on them, and then cheese and onions on them. And she likes me to bake them in the oven. That's because that's what she wants every time she brings in the boneless pork chops. That's what she wants me to cook. Yeah. And she's like, "But I like pork chops." Heifer, I almost lose my mind. <laughs> Like, I am so stressed. And I'm like, it's spaghetti. And she says, let's make pork chops instead. What? Heifer. It is cooked. It is cooked. It is cooked. Oh, Lord. So... I yell that I said hamburger meat. And then I said, just freaking forget it. We just won't have no meat. We just don't have meat. We're just vegetarians tonight. So, this fool, calm as hell, she looks at me and she goes, I just put them in the fridge for tomorrow. Lord, I just sat there and I like stared I stared at her, and I, I'm contemplating, like, all my life choices. Ooh. I'm like, listen, the time may have come for this household's very first actual throat punch. Because I am like, this may be it. This may be the time. But I decide against it, and so I go back, I finish cooking, because now, I mean, we just did meat-free spaghetti, but anyway, I finish cooking, I'm like, whoo, okay. It's, uh, so I'm like making up plates and everything, I'm putting everything on there, I'm like piling everything, I'm getting the garlic bread, I'm getting everything going, and this heifer goes, we do have hamburger patties. What? But I ain't want to bring them. So you brought... <laughs> So I just like stare at her in Southern, and then I just, I breathe through it though, because I was like, man, this really legitly could be the day that I just go wild and start throat punching. I'm just going to, I'm going to just lose it. I'm going to go through, I'm going to throat punch everybody, Billy asleep, I'm going to go in there and throat punch him, because he raised his kids. I'm going to just throat punch everybody. I'm throat punch myself, because I'm like how did this happen in my life but i'm like i just stared at her in southern and i was like Whoo. she gonna look at me and go are you gonna tell the people on the podcast <laughs> oh no oh i hope you enjoyed that <laughs> i almost had a stroke I almost had a stroke almost had a stroke oh, so She'll be thrilled to know that I did. Does she even listen? See, anyway, that was my week. Yeah, yeah. It's not that she didn't know what I wanted. No, 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 no. Because she said, as I was making plates, we did have hamburger patties. I meant, does she listen to the podcast? Oh, to the podcast? 
Sometimes, yeah. Right now, she's hooked gotcha. on TikTok. Did y'all have pork chops the next day? No, I, I've not cooked the pork chops. This was like, this was legitimately this <laughs> week. <laughs> so I've not cooked the pork chops. Um, They're still sitting in the fridge. I know that she's addicted to TikTok now because she's sending me videos. And, I'm, and she's I know, making I'm so videos. Glad I gave your, and I'm like, yeah, so. please stop. Please stop sending me this. <laughs> uh, she um, sends me stuff, but like for a minute she sent me like everything had alcohol in it. And I'm like, do you think I'm an alcoholic? Are you an alcoholic? Do we need to become alcoholics? <laughs> what well, What is I mean, happening I can't here? wait till I get off my blood pressure medicine so I can have a drink. I'm well, um, I just—I want a drink. That's she, all I want. She got you covered because she been collecting, and so I'll give her like a quest, and I'll be like, um, okay, like my newest one. I was like, listen, I think we should do a trunk or treat event because you know we don't get trick or treaters where we live, even though I love Halloween. I decorate all mm-hmm. out. I got the full-size candy bars. Don't nobody come to my house. And so, anyhow, um, just my, my niece. Oh, uh, you'll have two and um, And then she loads up on full-size candy bars. I'm excited. I didn't have Nairn last year. So, uh, in any case, I get the good candy, but still nobody comes. <laughs> I thought about putting up a sign and be like, I got the good candy. But there's no other houses on this road for people to come to. So, um, In any case, yeah. I'm like, hey, we should do a trunk or treat event. We should come up with something really good and do that. So you need to TikTok that for a little while. Because um, also she does Pinterest stuff she sends me and YouTube videos she sends me. Like a lot. Like a lot, lot. Yeah. Like a whole lot. So, I send her on these quests so that um, I can get a little variation in the videos that I get. Like, I send her videos, but they're not the same videos she sends me. Like, I send her animal yeah. videos like, or whatever, and she sends me, like, yeah. alcohol videos. Um, she sent me, like, a video <laughs> where they dried an alligator. Like, they made, like, they, like, in a dehumidifier dryer thingy like how you hang meat oh like a freeze dryer an alligator it wasn't freeze dried it's like how they make jerky i can't think of what it's called because um because i've slept the dehydrator i thought i said that anyway um but it's it's an alligator it's like it's an alligator it is huge this is not one of those little round like <laughs> five little tree dehydrators this is like a stand-up dehydrator they hung it by its tail Jeez. and i'm like i don't think i'm gonna be dehydrating no alligators though but no. i appreciate the thought but i don't think that that's what i'm gonna be doing but, I mean, I'll eat an alligator. Yeah. I'd eat alligator or alligator jerky. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. But I'm not going to be yeah. hanging it in my kitchen. So, no. So, I'm confused sometimes on some of the stuff she sends. Like, why? Is it just that you thought it was weird and thought I should see it? Or is it that you... Because nine times out of ten, it's because she wants me to help her do it. And, listen... I'm not catching an alligator. I mean, that's going to be on her. If she wants to <laughs> wrestle an alligator and try to dehydrate it. Like, I think we could probably smoke it, but I don't think we can dehydrate it. But I'm not catching it. That's going to be on her. Mm, yeah, so, me neither. But, I but nine witness. times out of ten, it's because... Yeah, I'll witness. I'll witness. I feel like I she witness. wants me to help her do the stuff, but it's it's stuff that I'm like, listen, I think you're far outreaching my actual capabilities. Like, you believe I'm <laughs> way more capable of some stuff than I actually am. Like, I almost did not make it through a dinner without killing 16 people. So, like, I don't know if smoking an alligator, I mean, 
drying an alligator and making gator jerky is like for me I don't know if I have the patience for that cause like I don't have the patience to cook dinner today so but anyway <laughs> that's my life right now um alright well we went like way over probably when you chop it down all the delay and all it won't be bad but um in any case you want to do our social medias our social media is unsolved <laughs> underscore south on Instagram and unsolved south <laughs> podcast I think on Facebook we have a Facebook page and a discussion group and a ton of people have joined this week that's fun I know Anna Myers had um she had invited everybody she knows i think and sent them to the group so i'm excited and i appreciate the support and then uh my group of ladies that i i'd love to say we hang out but we live in different places and we don't hang out we were supposed to do this whole birthday thing but um mostly we just complain about our families and tell weird no- news stories and send memes to each other but uh yeah they're like the group of women that like you really need in your life like when you call and say listen i'm about to throat punch every one of these heifers in my house and they're like girl i got your bail money ready <laughs> that's the kind <laughs> of group they are so they are in there now and um i appreciate their support also so that would be my well, Elaine, like Alicia, that. and <laughs> Becky Marie. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of people joining and a lot of people sharing, and we really appreciate it. Also, and we're up to $14.13 on our ads. Uh-oh, we're about ready to retire. How fun. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. ready to retire. We can just almost... <laughs> Almost afford one month of a good editing software. <laughs> We're getting or there. It's a getting serious. Each. Girl, I ain't drinking that expensive. Well, not, that's a lie. I do. <laughs> I have a coffee Girl, shop. I love I go that to. expensive coffee. I love no, that I got a coffee. like a little small hometown coffee shop that I go to every once and again, and I, I do love their coffee, so I can't say that. I can't figure out how to order. I always got to get somebody else to order for me. Elaine always orders because she's the only one I ever have gone to, like, Starbucks or even Dunkin' with. So she always has to order for me. <laughs> I'm like, give me something good. And she's like, I got you. And she does. I so. got you. All right. In any case, that's all I got this week. And so um, I got an interesting couple stories for the next week. But this week, we are going to share the podcast with someone who loves the beach. Oh, yes. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Bye.